Welcome to the Bible in the News. Amidst the political turmoil amongst many nations in Europe, including Greece, which is struggling to form a government and may be headed back for more elections, and France, where President Sarkozy has been given the chop, Israel's on-again, off-again election, a newly formed unity government that many fear will result in a strike against Iran, Russia has been awash with pomp and ceremony, witnessing the swearing-in of President Putin and the Russian Army's Victory Day Parade. This week began with Putin's inauguration at the Kremlin in St. Andrew's Hall, the former throne room of the Tsars and the place where they were all crowned. Outgoing president and new prime minister in the game of musical chairs in the Kremlin, Dmitry Medvedev, told the assembly, The inauguration of a new president always marks a new stage in their country's life and history. The president is the head of state, guarantor of the constitution, of human rights and civil liberties, and he sets the main lines of our foreign and domestic policy. To head the country, he went on, and to work for our people is a huge responsibility and a great honor. I am pleased that Vladimir Putin is taking this office today. He is an experienced and strong leader who has the support of our people. Medvedev clearly outlines the fact that Putin, as a strong leader, will take Russia into a new stage, setting the main lines of foreign and domestic policy. The Bible tells us where that policy will end up, with the subjugation of Europe and the invasion of the Middle East. Putin, during his speech, stated, I consider serving the fatherland and our people to be the meaning of my whole life and my, and my duty. I will do everything to justify the trust that millions of our citizens have placed in me. The world has seen Russia risen anew, and this is the result of our people's hard work and our common effort, to which everyone has made their personal contribution. We are now entering a new stage in our national development that requires us to resolve tasks at a principally new level, tasks of a different quality and scale. These coming years will be crucial for shaping Russia's future in the decades to come. We want to live, and we want to live in a democratic country where everyone has the freedom and opportunity to apply their talent and labor, their energy. We want to live, and we want to live in a successful Russia, which is respected in the world as a reliable, open, honest, and predictable partner. I believe in the strength of our common goals and ideals, our determinations to transform our country, our people's united efforts, and our common desire for freedom, truth, and justice. We are ready for the tests and accomplishments ahead. Russia has a great past and just as great a future. We will work with faith in our hearts and sincere and pure intention. End quote. Putin looks past the failure of the Cold War to a Russia who has risen anew and sees the stage being set as crucial for years to come. He wants Russia to be seen and respected as a partner on the international stage where it will preach its version of freedom, its version of truth, and its version of justice. He firmly believes that Russia has a great future. It will be this frog spirit doctrine of freedom and justice that will bring it down into the Middle East, as predicted by the words of Revelation 16, verse 15. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, which is Russia, and out of the mouth of the beast, which is Europe, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, which is the Vatican. For they are spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty." One very interesting comment in Putin's speech is the stress placed on faith. 
Asian News reported what took place next on Putin's inauguration day. After a dazzling inauguration ceremony for his new term as president of Russia, Vladimir Putin has received the blessing of Patriarch Cyril, strengthening the link between political power and Orthodox religious authorities. The head of the Russian Orthodox Church held a special prayer service for the new president's health and success in government, describing him as the legitimate leader. The Maleben, or prayer service, was held in the Cathedral of Assumption, a few steps from the throne room of St. Andrew, where the czars were crowned and where the inauguration of the president took place. Patriarch of Moscow and all Russia expressed his warmest congratulations to you, Vladimir Vladimirovich, for your election, given that the majority of our people, with wisdom and freedom, have elected you President of the Federation of Russia. Cyril also recalled that the Kremlin is the place where many of your pious predecessors have taken part in the rituals of prayer to give an even greater service to their country. At the inauguration, which many Russians called the coronation, all the bells of the Kremlin were rung for the entire ceremony, which has been restored just before the occasion. The previous day, Putin had presented the patriarch with a gift of a 17th century painting of the Madonna and Child, removed during the 1920s, During the prayer service, Putin was seen crossing himself and kissing the golden cross held by the patriarch. The link between church and state in Russia has been restored, resetting the course from the years of atheistic communist rule to the picture shown in the Bible where Russia is to gather a company which is assembled against Israel as described in Ezekiel 38 verse 7. We read, Be thou prepared and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Well, the Hebrew word for company is kahal, meaning a congregation or religious assembly, and is translated synagogue in the Greek Septuagint version. This great host has religious overtones and is anti-Semitic, coming against my people Israel. When the Gogian Confederacy comes up into the land, it is to seize upon the high places, as we read in Ezekiel 36, verses 2-7. to Thus saith the Lord God, Because the enemy hath said against you, Aha, even the ancient high places are ours in possession, therefore prophesy and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Because they have made you desolate, and swallowed you up on every side, that ye may be a possession unto the residue of the heathen, Therefore, I have lifted up mine hand. Well, the high places of this verse are defined by Strong's Concordance as the places of worship. The Gogian Confederacy is depicted as coveting the places of worship on the mountains of Israel, and this is one of their goals in invading the land. This could hardly have been the case during the 70 years when the Russian government was founded on atheistic communism. Now it has renewed its ties to the church and is coming into line with a picture painted in both Revelation and in the prophets of the Old Testament. Well, Putin is pro-military and longs to return to the glory days of the Soviet Union.
The Digital Journal reported during his political campaign, Putin says he will spend billions to build up Russia's military as a safeguard against the current international uncertainty. This one issue appears to find agreement among all Russians. Before his return to power, Putin laid out his ambitious plans for modernizing and strengthening Russia's defense forces over the next decade to face a more threatening globe and the United States' military power. End quote. If these Kremlin ceremonies were not glitzy enough, this week also saw the annual May Day Parade in Russia. This was a spectacular display of military pride and precision. Putin, as Comrade Supreme Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces of the Russian Federation, had the following to say during his speech to the huge military force assembled in Red Square. This holiday of triumph and glory of our peoples, I'd like to stress today that strictly following international law, respecting sovereignty and the free choice of every nation is one of the basic guarantees that the tragedy of this war will never happen again. Russia is consistently pursuing the policy of strengthening international security, and we have the moral right to insist on our position because it was our country that suffered the most from Nazism. It offered heroic resistance and went through extreme trials. We determined the outcome of the war. We defeated the enemy and brought liberation to the nations of the world. This victory serves as an example for younger generations. They should remember that they have inherited this victory and freedom. End quote. Well, there's an awful lot of we in this speech, as though Russia was the only country that fought and de- to defeat Nazism in the Second World War. The moral right to insist on our position of strengthening international security is the premise on which Russia will eventually in- invade the Middle East. Speaking to the veterans, Putin said... You have demonstrated that one can prevail not only through the force of weapons, but through great faith and inner strength. We will do all we need to ensure or to make sure that our future is peaceful and secure. Slava narodu pobedителю. Glory to our victorious peoples. С праздником вас. С днём великой победы. Congratulations of this great day of victory. Слава России. Glory to Russia. Ура. This great show of human pride is prophetic because the Proverbs tell us in chapter 16, verse 18, pride goeth before destruction and an haughty spirit before a fall. A future of peace and security? Hmm, the scriptures beg to differ. Consider 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 3. When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh on them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Glory to Russia, hoorah, Well, that's not exactly the result depicted in the scriptures. Ezekiel explains the destruction in chapter 39, verses 4 to 5. Thou shalt fall on the mountains of Israel, thou and all thy bands, and all the people that is with thee. I will give thee to the ravenous bird of every sort, and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. Thou shalt fall in an open field, for I have spoken it, saith the Lord God. And in Ezekiel 39, verse 21 to 22, 
I will set my glory among the heathen, and all the heathen shall see my judgment that I have executed, and my hand that I have laid upon them. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day forward. So much for Ura, as we watch the great image rising up to stand on its feet, we know the return of the Lord is nigh. Let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 6. Join us next week for The Bible in the News. <laughs> 